0: I want to welcome you to today's podcast and in this podcast i'll be bringing you teachings from the word of god that will bless you and inspire your spirit and i know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening god bless you as you listen this podcast is sponsored by check it shop Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit checkitshop.com. Check it Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to God. Hallelujah. I want to welcome you to another podcast where i'll be bringing words and teachings that will inspire you and transform your life forever but before we go on i'd like us to pray father in the name of the lord jesus christ we worship you we honor you we adore you lord we thank you because you are Lord, you are God, and you are King. Father, your word says, it says the entrance of your word gives light and it gives understanding to the simple. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit. Now, Lord, at the end, our lives will never be the same again. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen 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 glory to jesus hallelujah one of the best things that the lord made available to us one of the best things that the lord made available to us and i believe that it's the greatest privilege that the end time church has is the word of god word of God hallelujah glory to God somebody might ask what is the word of God what is the word now the word is that statement the word of God is that statement that utterance a statement or utterance that is consistent With the plans and purposes of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! That statement or utterance that is consistent with the plans and purposes of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah! Now it was important for us to include Christ Jesus because without Jesus, I mean anybody can come and talk about God but if Jesus is not brought into the picture, it's not complete. There are many people who don't have a problem with you calling God, God mentioning God but they don't want they have a problem with the name Jesus. Hallelujah! So that's why Jesus had to be there. Now if you look at the history of the, the church oh, let me say the history of man's relationship with God in the beginning at the very beginning of course God created Adam and Eve at that time there was no written word there was no Bible as we have it today hallelujah guess what in the time of Abraham the Bible says Abraham was a friend of God he loved God and God spoke to him and said leave your father's house and go to a place where I'll show you and Abraham left and went by the leading of the Spirit of God but guess what in the days of Abraham there was no Bible no Bible like no Bible all they had in those days basically were the traditions had been handed down from generation to generation, hallelujah, glory to God and in those days it was very interesting to note that um, from the time of Adam to the time of Abraham was 2,000 years, 2,000 years and in those days like Adam for example lived 900 and something years and Methuselah also lived 960s, I think about 63 or something years but well close to a thousand years they lived so you can imagine when people were living uh, long in those days living long in those days there were people who for example Adam was there so when people wanted to know about the first man that was created he was there somewhere and they could see him for almost a thousand years before he passed away. So the story was fresh up to the days of Abraham. So these things were things that they knew. The story was fresh. Hallelujah. It was fresh on uh, uh, the, the days of Noah and the flood that took place and all that to the days of Abraham. The story was fresh. So that's what they had. That was all that they had in their day. And they walked with what they knew. Hallelujah. And then, as time went on, when it got to the time of Moses, Moses is credited to have written the first five books of the Bible Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, written by Moses. And then we have the book of Joshua. And then we have the Book of Judges and, you know, different writers who began to write the the books that we had in their different times. Then we had the books of the, the prophets. We had David writing his psalm and all, you know, those books people were writing at different times. And then somewhere along the line, I think around the time of Solomon or so, many of these books were collated, brought together. Hallelujah! And then, you know, they had Jewish leaders and they started bringing these words together, the, what they call the law and the prophets. So that was the first time they had like a written book, called the Word of God. And so then they would take time and read from that because that was what was available to them. Hallelujah. But after a while, The Bible says God sent His Son Jesus Christ, who is the Word of God personified. Hallelujah! The Word of God personified. Jesus Christ came to the earth. Hallelujah! And He chose 12 men, apostles, to represent Him. And He spoke to them. He gave them the words of this life. He talked to them and they wrote They were the witnesses who wrote the things that he said and the things that he did. Glory to God. And they were commissioned by him to spread the message to the ends of the earth, which they did. Hallelujah. And today, all the the writings, both of the prophets of old, the law and the prophets, and the writings of those that Jesus commissioned have been brought together. Hallelujah. So we have a rich material today called the Bible. Hallelujah. A collection of all those books. Hallelujah. Which we can make reference to. Glory to Jesus. And this, our generation, like this is the most blessed generation of all. Because we have, as it were, the complete Bible in our day. Glory to God, what they didn't have in the days of Moses, even in the early church, they didn't have a complete Bible like what we have today. Hallelujah, they didn't have a complete Bible. For example, John the Apostle, who wrote the book of Revelation, he wrote that book towards the end of his life. When he was much older, he had been banished to an island called Patmos, and that's where he wrote that book, the book of Revelation so that book was not there in the early times in the days of Stephen and all those people the book of Revelation was not there but in our day we have all these things together that we can read and know the mind of God hallelujah glory to Jesus and that's why the bible says the entrance of God's word it gives light so if you want to understand about certain issues different issues you go to the word the word of God. Hallelujah. I like that scripture in Psalm 119 verse 105. Psalm 119 verse 105. Hallelujah. It says, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Oh, glory to God. God's word is a lamp. He says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Now imagine you were walking, you know, maybe at night in a very dark place. Very dark, like the place is so dark you can't see anywhere. Now, if you're walking in such a dark place without light, you could kick something, you could run into something, you could walk into something and hurt yourself. And if there's something dangerous, maybe a wild animal or something prowling somewhere, you wouldn't even see it because the place is dark. If there's a snake, I remember one day, someone I know of, you know, back in Africa, you have this problem of electricity. Sometimes you have power outage You know and he had gone into the bathroom to use the bathroom this actually happened to my dad my father he went into the bathroom to use the bathroom and it was dark because there was power outage and just as he was about to open i think it was approaching or something the electricity was restored and the light came on and he saw a snake a snake a poisonous snake a cobra he saw that snake right there in the toilet I don't know how it got in there but it was there if the electricity was not restored at that second definitely that thing would have beaten hallelujah this happened real glory to God so he says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light when there is light present, you can avoid, like you can, you can know where to go. You can know how to avoid danger, avoid problem when there is light. And the truth is that the world is in darkness. The Bible says, Behold, darkness shall cover the earth. and gross darkness the people. There is darkness in the earth. Darkness is on the earth. And the only way you can navigate through the dark world the darkness of this world is the Word of God hallelujah the Word of God is the only way you can you can navigate through this world hallelujah but you know the problem with many people is is that they don't even realize they don't even wreck they don't they don't realize that the world is dark Because they are looking at the wrong light. They think the light that comes from the Sun is real light. No, it's not. That's physical light, but it it doesn't reveal spiritual things. The Bible says light is anything that makes manifest anything that reveals that's light. The physical light you have that it can only reveal physical things, but it can reveal spiritual things. So it's really not the true light. Because there is a world in which this physical light is unreal. Hallelujah. Do you know, for example, there are angels moving up and down. There are also demonic spirits moving everywhere. But people don't see them. Why? Because this physical light we have does not reveal them. But do you know that there is a kind of light that can be switched on and suddenly you will see angels you will see even demonic spirits and avoid them hallelujah and if you read in the bible i'm going to read a particular story to you the book of numbers let's see okay the book of numbers numbers chapter 22 and i'm reading from verse 21. okay let me read from numbers chapter 22 numbers 22 and i'm reading from verse 20. let me give you the full story now here was a man called Balaam and Balaam was a prophet of God. We don't have full details of more full details of who Balaam was. It appears he was not an Israelite, but he was a prophet. Hallelujah. And whatever words he spoke, they came to pass. He was an oracle of God. And the king of Moab had actually came to meet him and said, Oh, go curse the Israelites, because they had just come out of Egypt. And initially he said he won't go, but then the king of Moab. Pursuit kept pursuing him verse 20 and God came unto Balaam at night and said unto him if the men come to call thee rise up and go with them but yet the word which I say unto thee that shall thou say thou shalt do. and Balaam rose up in the morning and saddled his donkey and went to the prince of Moab it was a donkey okay and God Anger was kindled because he went, and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. Now he was riding upon his donkey, his ass, his donkey, and his two servants were with him. And the donkey saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand and the donkey turned aside out of the way and went into the field and Balaam smote the donkey to turn her into the way what what, what happened here the donkey, Balaam was riding on the donkey of course and then an angel, an angel of God stood in front of the donkey blocking the way the donkey saw but Balaam didn't see now, when we talk about the vision, vision really is light that enters your eyes. Now, whatever you look at, it's the reflection. Light reflects on nothing. And then the reflection is what your eye picks. And then it sends the message to the brain to interpret what the light means, what that reflection is. That's how you see so, every time you see something is because light entered your eyes. Hallelujah. So, the donkey was able to see the angel because that light from the angel entered into the eyes of the donkey. But guess what? Balaam didn't see it. And so, Balaam was insisting oh, he was angry. Go, keep going. Verse 24, But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyard, and a wall being on the side, and a wall on that side. And when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself onto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he struck her again. And the angel of the Lord went farther and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left and when the donkey saw the angel of the Lord she fell down under Balaam <laughs> glory to God and Balaam's anger was kindled and he struck the donkey with a staff and the Lord opened the mouth of the donkey and she spoke unto Balaam what have I done to you that you have smitten me this three times and Balaam said unto the donkey because you have mocked me I would there was a sword in my hand I will kill you and the donkey said unto Balaam I am not I your donkey upon which you have ridden ever since I was yours unto this day was I ever want to do so unto you have I ever done this to you before and he said no then verse 31 says then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and he saw drawn in his hand and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face hallelujah now that's the point I wanted to make out of this that light was not available so Balaam didn't see only the donkey saw but Balaam didn't see but then the Bible says the Lord opened his eyes which means that light was upon the angel and it reflected and Balaam was able to see glory to God there is a light that is available with which you can see into the realm of the spirit hallelujah and guess what the word of God is that light the word of God is that light with which you can see into the realm of the spirit Many people don't know this, but it's so true. If you want to see inside the human body, there is a type of light called the X-ray. If you cast the X-ray upon the human body, you'll be able to see inside. You'll be able to see some bones and some organs and stuff like that. And if there's a foreign body that is hidden somewhere, through the X-ray light, you can see it. So if you use the normal light white lights to cast on the human body you're not going to see anything but if you use x-ray which is a special light it will penetrate and you'll be able to see inside that's how the word of God is it's able to penetrate everything and make it bare and reveal everything glory to God you know sometimes people have asked me how are you able to see into the realm of the spirit like you say I'm seeing this and I'm seeing that And the only thing I can say is the Word of God the Word of God and it's something that you can begin to practice hallelujah you can begin to actually practice it for example the Bible says the angels of the Lord encamp around about those that fear him and delivers them hallelujah now with your optical eyes you look you may not see any angel Because this light does not reveal them. Just the way the x ray cannot reveal, I mean, the white light cannot reveal inside a human body. Even though there are things inside a human body, but the white light cannot reveal those things. So you take a special light of the x ray to reveal what is inside a human body. The same way the white light cannot reveal the angels, but there is a special light that does. So guess what? Using the Word of God, he says the angels of the Lord encamp around. So you don't see them with your optical eyes, but the Word of God says they are there. Hallelujah! So what do you do? Close these eyes and look with the eyes of the Word and begin to see them, visualize the angels. If you picture an angel standing in front of you, the angel is there. Even if he wasn't there before. Because I've said it before that angels, and actually demons too, they move at the speed of thought. They move at the speed of thought. So the moment you think an angel is standing in front of you, that angel is there. It's there. The angel is there. So you can issue commands, you can speak to that angel and issue commands in the name of Jesus, and it will be done. Glory to God. That's what the word of God says. Hallelujah. You know, you might look at yourself. Have you seen a mirror? There's a mirror. My wife got ones in the house. And anytime you stand in front of that mirror, it makes you look, it makes you look fat. It makes you look really, really big, bigger than you really are. It's when you go to another mirror, maybe a a more normal mirror, that you see the way you really are. Hallelujah. Now, guess what? The light, this light, the physical light, the white light that we have today, it does not reveal who we really are glory to God it does not reveal who we really are when people look at us as children of God all they see is the outward but we are a thousand times bigger on the inside do you understand there is glory on the inside of us that the world does not see because of the light I want to show you something in the book of Matthew chapter 17 Matthew chapter 17 and I'm going to be reading from verse 1 Matthew chapter 17 it says and after six days Jesus took Peter and James and John his brother and brought them up into a high mountain apart verse 2 and was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun And his raiment, his clothes, were white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Glory to God. Jesus took these guys, Peter, James, and John, up to a mountain. And while he was there with them, the Bible says he was transfigured before them. What really happened there? Did he change into something else? Because at the end of the vision, at the end of the vision, in verse 6, they were afraid. and verse 7, it says, And Jesus came and touched them and said, Arise and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man except Jesus only hallelujah and everything had returned back to normal so what happened there did he really change no the light the spiritual light was cast upon him and that revealed what he really looks like in the spirit hallelujah that's the Jesus that the demons see and they they are afraid of glory to God that's the one they see some of us that minister to people and cast out demons and do that sometimes the demons look at us and they are terrified, they are scared but as a normal human being you look at us and there is nothing terrifying about us we look normal, we look simple Why? Because the demons are spirit beings. So they they see into that realm because they they are spirit beings. So they see what we really look like. In the spirit, we are all dressed in white. In the spirit, our faces shine like the morning sun. In the spirit, we are white as snow. In the spirit, we shine so bright. And that's what terrifies the demons. Glory to God. That's who we really are. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The problem with most people is that they are focusing all their attention on what this white light shows them. Hallelujah. What the white light shows them. That's all, are, that's all are, like, their belief system is fashioned around what this white light shows them the physical light. But there is more to life than what this white light can show you. That's why the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. Because what you see is not all there is. There is more. This white light was not fashioned to show us beyond this this realm. But there is more. There is more hallelujah glory to God there is more and God wants us as his children to begin to see with the eyes of the Spirit hallelujah let's say for example God says he who knew no sin or let me not use that one he says um Jesus though he was rich yet for your sakes he became poor That you through his poverty might be rich. So he says if you are born again you are not poor. You are rich. Now if you look with white light. You check your pockets. You may not find any money there. Looking with white light. Probably you go check your bank account and everything. There may be no money there. That's what the light of this world reveals to you see with the eyes of the spirit that there actually is money in that place where you think there is no money there's money it's spiritual but it's there hallelujah some years ago this was probably 2004 I was in school then in university and you know I was living in campus and I needed money and uh, I had gone somewhere to make a phone call and I was trying to contact my mother I was trying to contact my mother but the the signal was giving some problem so it wasn't going through and I needed money urgently and so I I didn't get the money and I, I, I was just out of frustration I just basically went back to my room And I laid on my bed. I just covered my head with a pillow. And I began to talk to the Lord. And I said, Lord, what is going on? You said you supply all my needs. Yet I don't have any money at this time. And then suddenly I saw a vision. I saw a vision. I saw the place where I was standing and making the phone call. And I looked on the ground at the back. And I saw a bundle of money, a wad of cash, like a bundle of money on the ground in that vision. And God said all the time you were worrying yourself, asking for money. There was always money there. Now I understood from that vision that he wasn't referring to physical money. So I wasn't going to go to that place now and find physical money there, no. What he was basically telling me is that the money I was asking for was already available to me. Hallelujah. And from that, I didn't bother myself anymore. I said money is coming. Because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 38, he says to every seed, he gives a body. Hallelujah. A body. What is a body? It's that physical expression. Is what you use to express yourself in this physical world. The body. But there is the real you which is a spirit. A seed on the inside that cannot be seen. Hallelujah. So when you have the money in the spirit. It's only a matter of time. It will materialize. You will see the physical manifestation of it. So God got me to see the money in the spirit. And I saw it. And I possessed it. I said that money is mine. And of course, later, the physical money I needed came and I was able to do what I needed to do with money. Hallelujah. And that's the principle that you can apply in every aspect of your life, really. If you are sick in your body, can you see your healing? Can you visualize your healing? Through the eyes, through the light of God's word, can you visualize your healing? Can you see yourself healed? Can you see yourself promoted? Can you see yourself uplifted? Can you see yourself? If you do, it's only a matter of time. The Bible says he gives seed to everybody. To everybody he gives a seed. So to every seed he gives a body. So once you get it in the spirit, hold on to it. Hold on to that seed. Because the only way you're going to have a harvest is if you take the seed and you plant it. So if you lose the seed, you've lost your harvest. Hallelujah. If you lose the seed, you have lost your harvest. So when you picture that thing, picture yourself with your children. Some years ago, I knew a lady who was in the church where I was then. And she had been married for several years. No baby. And they had prayed for her and prayed and prayed and prayed. Prayed for her. But the baby wasn't coming. Until one day God showed me a vision. And I saw this lady in sitting down somewhere in what looked like a living room of a house. And she was there. And I saw three children playing in the living room. And it all looked like they were her children. I saw the vision. So what did I do? I told her, I called the lady and I said to her, this is what I saw. I saw you, you, you had three children. And I saw you, you were so comfortable. Like you are now a mother facing motherhood responsibilities. Not one praying to have children. You already had them. And they were playing around in the sitting room and you were sitting down. And when I told her that vision, she was so happy. She was excited. What did I do? I communicated the vision I saw to her. So I transferred the seed to her and she held on to it. Hallelujah. Guess what? Not long after, not quite a year later or so, she got pregnant. And she gave birth to a baby boy. Hallelujah. And... Uh, i think a year or two years later she gave birth to a girl that's the last i heard about them but as i speak to you the boy is already a teenager i don't know if she had gotten the third one now because but the last time i heard about her she had gotten two hallelujah what happened there she was able to see what god had promised her she got a vision and she held on to it and eventually she saw the physical manifestation of it hallelujah as a child of god first of all god expects you to be acquainted with the word because it's when you are acquainted with the word you'll be able to use it to see hallelujah you'll be able to see with the word when you are acquainted with it it's just like having a flashlight in that very dark place like i said if you don't know how to switch it on and use it Even though you have the flashlight, you still walk in darkness. You could still be in danger, even though you had the flashlight. So you need to know how to use it. Maybe how to put the batteries and um, fix it and switch it on. You'd have to know how to do that. So God expects you to get acquainted with his word. So with that, you'll be able to navigate your way through life. Glory to Jesus hallelujah the bible says the word of god is navy it's in your heart and in your mouth this is the word of faith which we preach on to you the word is available to you what are you gonna do with it how are you gonna use the word to navigate through the dark days that we're in hallelujah the days are dark very dark and nations all over the world are shaking nations are shaking all over the world hallelujah but the only way you can navigate through this dark world with peace in your heart is through the word the light of the word hallelujah he says your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path hallelujah so from today use the word of god to navigate through this dark world hallelujah and when others are complaining you'll be complying with the word you'll be rejoicing the Bible says when men are cast down you shall say there is lifting up why would you say that? because of what you are seeing through the word others are saying there is cast down because they are using this physical light but you are seen with the light of God's word he says Christ in you the hope of glory so you are never hopeless as a child of God glory to Jesus hallelujah so take advantage of the light of God's Word and navigate through this dark world hallelujah glory to God I'm sure you've learned something and you're gonna to begin to practice the key here is practice practice Begin to visualize the word that God has spoken to you. Begin to visualize the promises of God. He has spoken concerning your life. And when you get that vision, that picture, hold on to it. Say it to yourself every day. And the Bible says he gives seed to, he gives body to every seed. And God will give body to that seed. And you will see the physical manifestation of it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sure you've learned something. Hallelujah. And you are blessed. Let us pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for your word that you've made available to us. Now we know that we can use your word to navigate through this very dark world. And no evil will harm us. We will not hit our our feet against a stone because of your word. We will walk in victory every day of our lives because of your word thank you father we give you praise and glory in Jesus name we pray amen hallelujah glory to God I'm sure you've been blessed and you've learned something Now remember the word is not only for hearing but you must do it if you will be blessed hallelujah God bless you and I'll come to you again with another inspiring word and teaching that will change your life, transform your life forever. But until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Checker Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.